Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN 2 till 8 a.m., Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Key. What's happening there, sir? I can barely hear you. you. What's going on? There you go. Can you hear me? Is that better? I got you now. I got you. I don't know what the heck was wrong with that. That's weird. You have a good weekend? Not bad, man. Enjoying a little free time, you know. Just a little free time. It was raining up in NoCal, but, you know, was man- it was manageable. I was able to kind of get around and do some stuff. Uh, it was good, you know. Oh, oh NoCal. You were, up, you were up north. Oh, yeah, Northern Cal. Yeah, yeah. NoCal. You was like, NoCal. No, no, I'm like, cause, cause like no you calories. Said rain, you said raining, and I'm like, the weather in L.A. has been nuts. But no, yeah, we needed the rain though too to get our, our reservoirs the way they need to be, you know, so we can have some water and not have drought. I heard that a lot of that was rolling out to sea or something. I just read something about that, but it's all right with the reservoirs or no? Man, there are, I don't know. I'm not a damn. Uh... Come on, I need to know the civic <laughs> the civic uh, life of uh, L.A. Now that I, I don't live there. Hey, man, I, I have no idea if we're okay. I would think it's okay. I mean, I flew over one yesterday. It looked full, but it wasn't spilling over, so I don't. Yeah, I'm I don't know. need you to go back today and measure the reservoir. <laughs> 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 We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So we've been talking forever. Jay is, uh, is uh, indisposed today, but, um, so it's key in me. We've been talking forever about what Chicago was going to do with the number one pick, right? And they already have Justin Fields, as you said, Key. Big, strong guy, like the way Josh Allen's in Buffalo, who throws the ball that pierces through the wind. It can pierce the wind, as you like to say, right? Well, why would you go get when the presumptive number one pick is a little guy like, like, uh, uh, like Bryce Young? Why would you start it over, as some had suggested, and trade Justin Fields? And- Ain't nobody suggested that. Mike Tannenbaum suggested that. He wasn't the only one, but he was the first one. <laughs> no, he, he was on the first show. one. Therefore, he becomes the only one. The I'm not letting him off the hook. He was the face of it. But no, the, the Bears traded the number one pick to Carolina. And I get, I, listen, wh- whether or not that works, we have a lot to get into here. David Tepper, the new owner, or the relatively new owner of the Panthers, when he got there, he had Cam Newton and Ron Rivera, two proven winners in the NFL. No Super Bowls, but they got into one. And they made the playoffs, give or take, every other year. It was a good situation. And he said, no, I want to be great. Tore it all down to try to be great. And here he is taking a swing for the fences. Here, here's what happens. The Bears trade the number one pick to the Panthers. And in exchange, as you just saw on the screen, if you're watching ESPN2, the Bears get wide receiver DJ Moore, the number nine pick, that's a first rounder, the 61st pick, that's a second rounder, a 2024 first and a 2025 second. So two firsts and two seconds and a wide receiver for the number one overall pick. See, what do you think I, of the deal? I, I, I don't like to say that they got two ones because they really only swapped ones. They didn't get two ones. Right. They, you know, that's right. So, that's, it's, we, that's we, right. so when you're selling it, it sounds good to say two ones one that they one. got. But it's really one and one. And you're degrading the one one, you know? in fact. Yeah, it's, it's whatever comes off that one, you lose, what is it, eight picks. And, in, and for the eight picks that you, or, or eight spots in the draft, for those eight spots, you pick up a one and two twos. And a receiver. In, in, in the future. Right. Right. You pick up the two twos. And so when you are, are the one and the two in the future. So essentially 
what you got for this year in this draft is you got a second round pick, you got a wide receiver to move to move down is what you got. Then next year you pick up the one, and then you pick up the two. That's pretty good. But but focus in on this year because you assume that as the Chicago Bears would would do is you assume okay, it, it, I, I I expect for them not to be that good. So I'm betting on that two and that one to be high for us. Carolina's saying to themselves, we should be better in this division, which means that we're going to probably win the division is what they're thinking. So that one is not going to be high to us. That one's going to be low, and that two's going to be low in 2024. That's the way they think it. In terms of DJ Moore and what they got, I think it's a fair trade. I don't think – I don't think it's a wow like we want to sell it. I don't think it's I don't think it's like that. I think it's a very fair trade. I think DJ Moore is a very good football player. He has an opportunity to be a solid two. I heard somebody in our in our rejoin come in and said they got a legit number one. I'm like, y'all don't really know what number one receivers are. Everybody is not a number one wide receiver. And this and that's okay. Um but I think DJ Moore is is a very good wide receiver that certainly is going to help um Justin Fields develop in a fast, quick, fast, hurry up way. He's one of those guys that, you know, if you got, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins opposite of him, you don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to be able to get open. Uh, I don't know that he's a guy that if DeAndre Hopkins wasn't in the game, I'm just using DeAndre Hopkins as an example or Michael one, Thomas of a or, one, of a or, one. Or, or a healthy OBJ from five years ago, that DJ Moore would be able to do the same things that he's capable of doing. A one is, you know, Chase. A one is T. Higgins. And there's no disrespect to DJ Moore. I think he's a phenomenal player, as I said before. I think he'll he'll have an opportunity to to showcase his skills with a dynamic quarterback. But they need they need another wide receiving playmaking ability via the draft or in free agency or somehow in a trade that'll help this quarterback continue to develop. And when you say Chase, you mean Jamar Chase, not Chase Claypool, who they also got for oh, a two. Oh, no, no, they I mean got, Jamar, no, of course. Jamar Chase. They got him for a two, but he's on the team. And he's also another nice receiver. It's like, you know what Caprice. it is, Keith? They're building a, a respectable receiver. When it's like, oh, is this the best receiver in the NFL? Get out of here. But it's a nice receiver room that's missing yeah. a bona fide one, right? And that's okay. Everybody's not going to be the Tyreek Hills of the world. Yeah. It's just not – everybody can't be – Tyreek Hill. Everybody can't be DeAndre Hopkins. It just doesn't, and that's Hopkins okay. Might be available too for like a second round pick or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if they and I, I love. I got to tell you, I love this tra- trade for the Bears because in a draft where to me there's no slam dunk. Uh, oh my God, that's a franchise quarterback. You know, in the draft, not that I could identify. And I like C.J. Stroud. He'd be my guy. I like him. If I got him, I'd be great. But but trading a one and two twos to move up a few slots to make sure I get them, well, that's a lot to give up. Or or whether it's him or Bryce Young or whoever, to me the Bears really came off key. They have a nice little receiver room right now that could get better. They got a lot of draft capital, and then next year you're going to go into that draft with two ones and two twos out of as of right now. Yeah, but you <laughs> you go up to get your guy if you believe and you're convinced that whoever the quarterback is that you're targeting or offensive lineman or whatever it is, that that's the guy and you don't want to take a chance on doing him, you do uh, take a chance on losing him, you certainly go up to get him. 
Um, I don't have, have a problem to be with a, that. They'd have to be sure all. that that's the guy, right? It's not like a situation. Well, I'm not going up to get him if I'm not sure, Max. Right. But right. in other words, I'm not trying to hear like, oh, they're trying to make a choice between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. No way. You have to know if you're giving all that up that that's your I guy. Don't think, I don't think anybody is saying they're trying to make a choice. The only people saying they're trying to make a choice is people that don't know. Yeah. And the people that don't know got to give content. And they got to say what they say. I mean, that's just the reality. He did it several years ago with Mac Jones. And and Trey uh, and Trey Lance and the first thing they're not taking no damn Mac Jones so let's stop it we're, <laughs> we're you know and this is the same situation you know you at no you, point thought they were going to take Mac Jones you clearly were not listening to me at all when I came back when I came I don't remember where I was at I think I, I think my daughter had passed away yeah my daughter would pass and I think I was gone for a little bit and when I came back it was the, all the noise and you know it was like ah first thing I said I said man y'all don't if y'all don't stop right. You know, you know Dan Olowski. Oh, they they, they trade the Mac Jones. This is a perfect situation. And Kyle Shanahan, I said Mac Jones can't run from one side of the offensive line to the other uh, on a quarterback read option. They're not taking him. He was the only slow guy in the draft at the position. (laughs) Oh, the league is different now, and they're not doing that anymore. What Kyle Shanahan used to do. I'm like, dude, his first of all, Kyle Shanahan's only had quarterbacks that can get out. The RG3s of the world. Like, he, he's not looking John Elway. Him and his dad are not sitting back there going, oh, we want a statue that yeah, can't we, move. Where's the statue in this crap? And so when, you look at, so when you look at this situation, they know who they want. We don't know. We assume that they're moving up to go get Bryce Young. I assume most likely Stroud. it's the C.J. Stroud Bryce, based yeah. on knowing Jim Caldwell, knowing Frank Reich, looking at the history of, of Jim Caldwell at the quarterback position, what he's always had, looking at where Frank Reich has always coached, the body, the style, all of that factors into why I would think it would be more of a C.J. Stroud than it is a Bryce Young. You know, the, the, the real reason, I like this. I don't know if I love it for the Panthers, but I got to at least tip my cap to Tepper. Like, all right, he's taking a swing, right? They're like, we have to get this right. We think we found our guy. To hell with it. We're going to get our quarterback. After he tore it down when it was already good when he got there. Like, I admire that. But, but the Bears, key, the Bears, the front offices send you signals, whether they know what they're doing or not, early on. They look at Justin Fields. They say, okay, we're not really ready to compete for a Super Bowl, obviously, almost no matter what we do this year. But let's, starting, let's start building a good, solid receiver room. Let's yeah. start compiling. Let's start piling the draft capital, right? Let's put the right pieces around Justin Fields. We're not going to delude ourselves into thinking we're making a run this year. But that next year, we're going to put enough pieces into place that maybe we can you know, do something. And then going forward after that, we're going to have to work out a deal for Fields. We will be contenders. I, like, in other words, the game plan is starting to reveal itself for the Bears, and they're actually taking the steps that a Bears fan would want them to take. Peel it back in the third year of Ryan Poe's general manager tenure is when they need to really start to hit. Uh, he was a rookie last year at it. This year is the year you start making moves. Next year you start to make the moves. And then the following year in 2025 is really when I expect to see uh, the return on all of the things that you've done the prior two years. Did the Panthers overpay? That's, what, that's, that's, that's you know, a lot of questions about that. Did the Panthers overpay? 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Breaking news, the Panthers have decided to move up to take the number one spot from the Bears. Everybody's trying to figure out exactly what Carolina do. Look, I think the pick will boil down to either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud is probably the favorite right now, at least around the league, in terms of people I've talked to, that he would be the number one pick in this draft. And they said, we love all these quarterbacks. And we've got 48 days to make a decision on which one we will be taking. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Just Key and me today. Key, you heard Adam Schefter say, unless it's like they, we love all these quarterbacks and we have 48 days to, to guys. No way. First of all, it's not that kind of quarterback draft where you're hearing from everyone, oh my God, all these guys are can't miss. And secondly, there's no way, in my view, you tr- give up all- everything they gave up, which is they swap first, so to-, to move up eight spots, they give up a first and two seconds and a receiver. You have to know who you're taking. You- you- you're not going to decide over the next however many weeks. Oh, now, you know, like seven weeks, uh, we do our due diligence. Now we know who we're going to take, right? It's not a chance. Yeah, but it's not, you know, I-, I-, I keep hearing, you know, I hear you and others talk about what they gave up. They didn't give up a lot. It's not. It's not like they gave up the world, and and the and you say, well, none of these guys are can't miss guys. That's very true. They're but they're all even. They're you know what I'm saying. None of them are. None. There isn't. Well, for that, then to stay where you are, if they're all even, so you're going to get no, one no, at eight. No, 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 no. But they may not view them as all even because all of I'm them saying. got all of them got something. Whether it's Anthony Richardson who. Is a boom or bust guy. Not all the athletic ability in the world. Fast can jump out the gym. Just everything. But right, Will Levis. Uh, oh, he's this. He's that. He's gonna be. He could be Josh Allen. Well, okay, slow down. You know, he did lose a lot at Kentucky. Let's not act like he did. Well, it's the offensive line. Is it? Okay, whatever. Bryce Young. Oh my God, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks, and he's this. He's a playmaker. You gotta have him. He's small. So when you start to look at the top quarterbacks, you can poke holes in each and every one of them. But if I'm the Carolina Panthers and I'm looking at my board 
and I need a quarterback, and I'm evaluating him, and I'm saying to myself, he's better than all of them to our eyes. He's worth us going up to get because if we sit at nine, we're not going to get the guy that we know in our eyes is better than the other three or four guys. So you have to move up to get him. Yeah, so you, you have to nine, know who it is. You that's won't what, get him. That's what I'm saying. Of course, you have to, of you course have to. they know who it is. So, Key, you keep saying they didn't give up a lot, right? Hold on a second. They that's gave up a, to move up eight slots, to move up yeah. from nine to one. No, what was it? Yeah, nine to one. They they gave up a first, two seconds, and a receiver. Call him a number two receiver. Yeah. That's not a lot to move up eight slots, a first, no, two because, seconds, and a, be, and a receiver? Because my one next year. I'm projecting we're gonna be good, so that one's not really gonna matter to us. It doesn't really. It doesn't well, you're really projecting matter. with a rookie receiver. You're gonna. It, be I'm good looking in at. One the, year? I'm looking at the conference. I mean, I'm looking at the division. I'm looking at what we were able to do a year ago. All right. I'm looking at the staff that we got, the playmakers that we got on our team. I'm also when I move DJ Moore, I got to figure out: Am I paying DJ Moore big money in the future? Do I want to hold on to that and let it continue to mature? Or do I move off of that because we, we whoever we're replacing it with, we think we can get the same type but of value out of that guy? A, 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 a low first even, and I would dispute this can be a low first, but let's say a low first and two seconds, I think you would agree you should get minimum because you're not going to hit on everybody two good starters out of that, right? Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Seems like a, and, and DJ Moore is already a good starter. All right, look, people want to talk about this. Here are the questions. Did the Panthers overpay for the number one overall pick? And also, who, will, who are the Panthers going to be taking? Who should they be taking? Adam in Virginia. You're on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, just wanted to say I do think the Panthers overpaid. I am a Bears fan, but I, I think D.J. Moore is a nice receiver. Uh, similar stats to T. Higgins, a little bit long in the league. Currently under contract, he's uh, definitely going to help Justin make the uh, next leap. But I definitely think that pick's going to be pretty low next year. Frank Reich, eh, he's not that great of a coach. And overall, rookies don't really perform that well, so I'm not seeing it. So hoping it could be uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Link him up with uh, DJ Moore, Justin Fields. That'll take over. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the call. What, what do you think, Key? I mean, it'd be it'd be great for the, the pick to be high, right? Right. But I mean, if if I'm the coaching staff and I'm looking at it, I don't, you know, I don't know what the the roster is going to look like in the end. But I'm looking at the division, and I know if I win the division that I'm in the playoffs, that that spot's going to be relatively low. Let's say it's in the mids. Let's say it's 18. That's still a relatively, you know, that's a sweet spot to kind of be at. Um, you know, but if you're giving up, if you look back and you say, well, I gave up a one to go get C.J. Stroud, uh, I think a lot of people would say that was a pretty good damn pick to give up a one to what? go get a, a Hall – not a Hall of Fame, but a, a, a long-term answer at the quarterback position for you. What about D.J. Moore? Because I agree. I don't look at D.J. Moore and go, that's a one. But I'm wondering – is, is he the kind of guy, like I always think of the Daryl Morey trade for James Harden in the NBA. James Harden's a good player. James Harden was a six-man type, like a good player. Everyone knew he was good. But Daryl Morey, I said more. Daryl Morey looked at him and said, the GM of the, Ast- uh, uh, the Astros, jeez, Max, uh, 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 of the Rockets at the time. <laughs> what right? you in, I'm man? I'm crossing. Um, and he looked and said, no, he's so much better than people know. 
I'm going to grab this dude. And he got him cheap, as it turned out. So whenever I see a trade for a guy like DJ Moore, where there's not really a consensus about him, some people think he's really good, some people think he's nice, but like he, it, he's seen as, is he a one, is he a two, what is he? You say, no, 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 he's a two. And I think I agree with that. Like He's, like a, he's a nice receiver, but not, I don't want him to be the best receiver on my team. When you look at him, what do you say about him that's not a one, that's a two? What, what are you evaluating? Well, I, I'm evaluating his uh, – first of all, I'm looking at him and who he's with and how he's paired. Uh, who's he drawing? Um, is, is he beating double coverage? Is he running up and down the field in the wide open field with nobody around him? What does he ultimately look like? Is he, is he a guy that I could depend on in the slot on the outside? Is he going to block? Is he matched up majority of the time against safeties? That, that tells me a lot. So if I'm watching him run routes on safeties – all the time. That's not a one. If I'm if his routes is predominantly out of the slot or in motion, that's not a one. Can I line him up on the single side, on the back side, on the three by one, and he's gonna win when it's third and eight on a slant, on a quick out, on a deep comeback? Is he able to do those sort of things? Because if he's able to do those sort of things, then he becomes a, a one. So I don't see him as so, that. so you see a guy like T. Higgins, that's a one who happens to be a two on his team. But well, I don't even know. I don't even one. know if he's a two on his team. I know that in the terms of Joe Burrow yeah, in distribution of the ball, Jamar Chase came on and exploded onto the scene. They have a rapport and a relationship, so it seems as though Jamar Chase gets all the opportunities. But when you really look at it, just look at the numbers. The numbers are pretty similar, other than that rookie season. But you look at T- Jamar Chase. The, the bigger point for me is you look at T Higgins and you go, "That's a one," and you look at DJ Moore and you say, "No, that's not T Higgins. That's a two. Yeah. Got yeah, it. I mean, that's okay. So let me, let me since we're, since, uh, since we're get being uh, clear here, who are you taking at number one overall if you're the Panthers? I'm probably going to take C.J. I'm Not a probably. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. You're taking Stroud. C.J. Stroud is going to be my favorite as the number one overall pick. Uh, yep. I, I don't like small quarterbacks. So Bryce Young doesn't fit for what I want to do. Uh, then, I, then I'm an Anthony Richardson guy because of the – the fact that I like his athletic ability, I could sit him behind somebody for a couple of years. He can learn. He could understand what the game of pro football is all about because he really didn't get an opportunity at Florida to do those things. And then from there, you know, from there, then I'll, I'll make my mind up on the other quarterbacks from there. Yeah. I, I, I th- it almost feels to it like a draft to me, though. Whoever Richardson falls to may, be, may luck up. You know what I mean? I like sometimes yeah. a guy falls to you where you're like, well, that's the best available guy. He fell to us. There are enough uncertainties that he doesn't go higher. But in the end, you're happy. You might yeah, be happy may, to be he, picking look, eighth or whatever. And, and he may Richardson. turn out three years from now to be the, be best, the best guy, guy in the whole draft. He looks like he has the most upside. I'm just not a – you know, I like Bryce Young's competitiveness, his winning. I like all that. I don't like his size. The size just frightens me to death. I'm with you. Listen, keep your calls coming. Brackets are all set. Will chalk prevail? Are we headed for a wild tournament? That is after I tell you about this tournament challenge, Key, because filling out brackets with ESPN is free (laughs) and easy. Free 99. That's my favorite price. You can download the ESPN tournament challenge app. Just download it. The ESPN Tournament Challenge app. Easy. Fill, up, fill out up to 25 men's and women's brackets for more chances to win. You understand what that means? 25 brackets you can put in. You can create and join groups to compete against others, or you can join ESPN Radio men's and women's group to play against us. 
Who are you to play against us? How dare you? But you get to do it. You can fill out your men's and women's brackets with ESPN Tournament Challenge for a chance to be one of more than 70 lucky fans who are going to take home a share of $150,000 in prizes. Restrictions apply. See the official rules on the Tournament Challenge homepage for more details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. And there is the horn. There is the confetti. Bob Marlin, may we have this dance. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and Sirius XM Channel 80. And you can download the podcast and say, play ESPN Radio. We pop up on your smart speakers and you hit more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app and scroll down to live radio. You find us there. And if you open your window, we're probably talking loud enough. You can maybe hear us there, too. Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst with us now, Key. Good morning, Coach. What's happening, guys? Anything going on in college basketball today? <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> hey, what's your biggest takeaway from the bracket? Uh, my biggest takeaway is that Purdue got a rough run, man. I mean, they got Duke in the second round. Duke's playing as well as any team in the country. They got two seven-footers that I have to deal with. Well, actually, a guy that can look. Zach Eady in the eye. I think that's kind of a, a an interesting thing, uh, you know, coming across uh, to play that game in the second round. That's kind of one takeaway. I thought I was a little shocked that Rutgers didn't get in. I mean, just in terms of a, a you know big picture, I, you know, I think the committee did a good job. I thought Duke, Duke the seating for Duke was a little strange. Five coming off, you know, they've won nine in a row ACC tournament. They're healthy for the first time. So that was the biggest takeaway. I thought they did a good job. I mean, look. Here's the deal. From day from today on, you got to win games. You know, whoever you play, you know, you're going to play a good team. You're going to play someone who won a bunch of games. You're going to play a team that won a conference tournament. You're going to play a team that expects to win and is, you know, feels good about themselves right now. So, uh, but we've got some great matchups. I mean, there are some amazing kind of contrast of styles. There's some conspiracy theory matchups like Kentucky and Providence. You know, Bryce Hopkins played at Kentucky, transferred to Providence. They played in the first round. Uh, 
You know, there are some, some really interesting matchups. Missouri-Utah State, a style of play. That'll be the most entertaining game uh, of the first uh, round of the tournament. So, to me, I'm fired up, man. It's going to be a great NCAA tournament. Which double, <clears throat> Coach, which double-digit seed uh, teams have the best chance to maybe hit that final four a month from now? I'm going to go uh, – I'll, I'll give you my way outside the box a couple of – like, I like Penn State. You go, what do you mean, Penn State? That's a football school. I'll tell you, it's a football school, but they play a style of basketball. See, style of basketball to me is the key in, in picking up sets. Uh, they play basically without a post guy. So they have you know five guys that can handle pass and shoot. But they got a kid named Jalen Pickett, who outside of Zach Eady might be the toughest matchup in the NCAA tournament. Six 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 seven, basically point guard that backs down people. If you double them, they kick it out. About thirty, shoot about thirty nine percent from the three point line. Forty seven percent of their shots come from the three. They don't give up second shots and they don't turn the ball over. So they can own the tempo and the rhythm of the game, which I think is. The most important thing uh, in in what I call the art of the upset. Uh, if you can own the tempo and rhythm of the game, that gives you a chance to pull off the upset. And, and Penn State has the ability uh, to do that. I mean, and just you know, to me, that's that's something that is really kind of important. Some people would say maybe, and this is a, a real flyer. You got to have guards in the NCAA tournament. Well, you know what? NC State has really good guards, three guards, maybe the best two-way guards in college basketball. D.J. Byrne gives, gives him a little bit up front, but when you have Turquavian Smith, he can get it going in a heartbeat. Jarkel Joyner can get it going in a heartbeat. Uh, and then Casey Marcel is a big-time three-point shooter. So, I mean, I don't think those guys will get to that point, but, I mean, if you're going to take a flyer, and then finally probably the other flyer in a double seed would be VCU. And uh, it's not shock of Smarts Havoc, but they'll give St. Mary's a problem for sure. Uh, really, really good depth. Got an elite point guard, Nace Baldwin. Uh, kid named LaRoche up front. But they turn you over and they play fast. They just don't shoot it great. But but their style of play, again, I think is so unique that when you're getting prepared in the second round, so you play Thursday, then you play Saturday, you got basically 36 hours to get ready for your next game. Style of play becomes a factor in the art of the upset. Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us this one of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coach, so when you look at we just talked about the double digits, so now we're looking at the number one seeds in this tourney, in this bracket. Which one of these number one seeds will have the hardest time getting to the Final Four? Yeah, it's Purdue, man. They got to play Duke the second round of the, of the tournament. I mean, like, think about this. Like, Duke's won their last nine games. I think they, I think they're eighteen and one with their whole roster. But here's Purdue. What's their uniqueness? Purdue. Purdue's uniqueness is obviously Zach Eady. You know, it's seven five with a, a seven four standing reach or seven five standing reach, seven seven wingspan. They got Derek Lively. Derek Lively's got a nine seven standing reach. Derek Lively is not as big and physical, but at least you can match up. Second thing Duke does because of you know, how they play, they they can pressure you and get up underneath you. The thing that's bothered Purdue this season has been when people have gotten underneath their guards. Their guards are young. When you get underneath their guards, you push them out a step further, which forces Zach Eady to catch the ball out a step further. And then, you know, Duke's got tough matchups. Filipowski, they start two seven-footers. And Filipowski has a seven-foot power forward, can really handle pass, really shoot the ball, gets the offensive glass. Duke does a great job of getting the offensive glass and attacking matchups. So, you know, I think that I think that 
you know, my opinion that 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 is a really really tough matchup in the second round. You know, for Purdue. I mean, I just think it's you know that that's a problem. I think the other the other the next toughest matchup might be uh, not toughest matchup, but a, a sleeper team in the South would be Creighton. Creighton was a preseason number one pick. They five guys uh, average double figures. Columbus is a really good rim protector, but I think Alabama is the overall best team, and I think they got it right, making them the overall number one. So, Coach, which player you think could carry his team on a magical March run? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, Pickett's one of those guys. I mean, people don't even know who Jalen Pickett is. I mean, Penn State, probably 5,000 people go to a game. You know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, but if you look what they've done in the NCAA tournament, Jalen Pickett is a guy that, he can get it going and 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 carry a team because the ball's in his hands like seventy percent of the possessions. I mean, and when you know when that happens, it, it's tough. And I and I think on the on the other side, I think Filipowski, the way he's playing right now uh, for Duke, uh, he's a guy that is really dangerous. You know, the, the normal cast of characters. I mean, Jalen Wilson's going to have to be good. Here's something that's interesting for you guys just as you're filling out your back brackets come to think about. All right. In the Midwest, Houston's number overall number one, right? You know, Marcus Sasser didn't play in their championship game in in the American Conference on Sunday. Kansas, number one. All right. Uh, Kevin McCullough didn't play in their championship game. They can't afford to play without a starter. That's just the way it is. Miami, a trendy pick to pull an upset. Though Chet O'Meara got hurt in the ACC championship game. You know, people don't know. I mean, those variables, as you're filling, filling out your brackets, you know, that's 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 a lot of information not to have. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, like, these are big-time players. North Chet O'Meara, they don't have a replacement for North Chet O'Meara. Kansas can't play without Kevin McCuller. You know, Marcus Sasser, to me, when, when Marcus Sasser's healthy, Marcus Sasser, Tremont Marks, and Jamal Shedd remind me of the Baylor backcourt that won a national championship. So you know, those are things you've got to take into consideration, you know, when you're looking at because even if even if a guy comes back in place, he's going to be 100. percent What if he tweaks his ankle in the first five minutes of the game? You know, coach, those are variables that will make this tournament even crazier. So, coach, every single year I ask you the same question. I'm going to ask you again, but it's going to be a little bit different now. Real quick, is this the year for the Zags to finally get it done since they're kind of quiet and nobody's really talking oh. about them? Is this the year? <laughs> you are a hater, though. I'm not a hater. You're a Zags hater. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, you, uh, you're a hater. But you know what? This is the year that you're right about that key. Key, key observation. They're kind of under the radar a little bit right now. And there's no Zag mania. I mean, Drew Timmy and the mustache are not exactly front and center. They are more dangerous this year, and I'll tell you why, because they're better defensively. Like, they usually don't check people. But defensively, you saw the St. Mary's game. We were there in Spokane. Um, they have the ability to extend their defense, which is a way to control tempo, limit their exposure in the half court. So people say, why do you press? You press to turn people over, you know, which they can do out of their press because they put Julian Stronger at the top of that zone, the th- one to two uh, three-quarter court press. The other reason you, you extend your defense is so if you make the other team spend eight seconds to get the ball over half court and then three or four seconds to get organized. Now, all of a sudden, you're only having a guard for about 12 seconds. And that's what Gonzaga's doing now. On made shots, we know they're great offensively, and they're improving offensively, actually. Uh, 
But on made shots, they're extending their defense. So what happens is, you know, they make you throw back and forth over the top. You, you beat the press. It, it's really not to just flat out turn you over. And then you've got to get an offense quick with the pressure of the NCAA tournament. And that, I, I think it's, I, uh, I am going to be Elite Eight. Coach Seth Greenberg, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. College basketball season, of course, is in the home stretch, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Thank you, Coach Key. Send me a frosty, will you please? <laughs> Here's the question of the hour, Key, or of the moment anyway. Did the Panthers overpay for the number one overall pick? 888-SAY-ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. The Bears traded the number one pick to Carolina. You go up to get your guy if you believe and you're convinced that whoever the quarterback is that you're targeting or offensive lineman or whatever it is, that that's the guy and you don't want to take a chance on doing it, you certainly go up to get him. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Did the Panthers overpay for the number one overall pick? This is not considered. It doesn't mean it always is this way, right? Good quarterback drafts going in. Oh, there's a great quarterback draft. Sometimes don't produce much. And sometimes quiet drafts produce good quarterbacks. So, but this is a draft where people are like, oh, there's you know, no slam dunk here. And yet the Panthers just, to go up eight slots in the draft from nine to one, just gave up a nice receiver, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Did they overpay? Key, you say they didn't actually give up too much, right? No, they didn't give up much at all. I mean, they swapped they swapped the ones for this year. They pick up 61. Next year in 2024, first-round pick. So if you look up and you are the Carolina Panthers and the C.J. Stroud is three years from now in Pro Bowls and playoff appearances and things of that nature – you don't think giving up a first-round pick in two twos? I don't care about the player. The first-round pick in two twos, that's like cheap. If he turns into what they envision, that's the reason they went up to get him. It, it's its nothing. It's cheap. 
You go back and you look at the Jared Goff draft for 2016 and what the Rams gave up to go get Jared Goff. At the end of the day, the Rams wind up doing exactly what they wanted to do, which was a couple years later wind up playing in the Super Bowl in Sean McVay's first year as a head, or second year as a head coach. That is what you want to be able to do. Did the Panthers overpay Aaron in South Carolina? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so honestly, um, as, a, as, as, as you said, I live down in South Carolina, um, and the name that I really, really keep hearing about is uh, is Anthony Richardson. Um, the Panthers have really four quarterback gurus on their staff. Reich's a quarterback guru. Um, they, you know, they they have Josh McCown. They have Thomas Brown, who came over from McVe- from McVay's staff. And they've also got Jim Caldwell. I say you let the four quarterback gurus and you take a chance on Anthony Richardson. We think he. It ain't number two quarterback guys for me that's there. That's Frank Reich and, and Jim Caldwell. I don't care about the, the other people. I mean, Josh McCown played the position, but I don't. No, I'm, if I'm listening to anybody, I'm listening to Jim Caldwell from Frank Wright. That's who I'm listening to on the quarterback situation. Um, I don't think it's Anthony Richardson. You don't you don't have to go up to get Anthony Richardson. Right. You could have set at nine, and or you could have waited to the draft. And if you saw something happening, moved up to get him. But I don't think you go from nine to one to get Anthony Richardson. Elvis in Boston. You're on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, no, no. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, yeah, I'm agreeing with Keyshawn, man. I'm going to just say straight up, if he's your guy, you move up and get him. Um, I honestly think it would be better if you move uh, what Carolina did by moving up to get him, uh, get get uh, the boy from Ohio State, and then slide back to nine. And then I would still go get Anthony Richardson, put him behind Justin Fields, uh, excuse me, uh, put him put him in, 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 in right there behind Justin Fields, and then make it a quarterback competition because now you got Justin Fields and you got Anthony Richardson right behind him. You still came up with DJ Moore. He's not a bona fide number one. He is a number two, but he can turn into a number one because he's going to be able to get open with that other quarter with other with the other wide receiver crew. So I just think it was a good move on behalf for the Bears by moving back. Go get Anthony Richardson. Um, push uh, Justin Fields. And then you sit back and you see how everything else falls. You still got a couple of second rounders. You have a lot of things you can do. And look, look at the Knicks. Everybody was tripping about the Knicks before. Oh, they didn't do it in that body. Oh, Julius Randall's a battery. Now, here goes Stephen A. and everybody else in the morning. They bought Durant. Hey, Keyshawn, one more thing. That guy, Joe, from New York, I'm in Boston. I'm willing to come up to Connecticut and just have a debate with that guy from New York that gives the weirdest takes I've ever heard. It's great. Um, commentary, but look, man, I'm in the wheelchair and I'm representing all T12, all paraplegics with disabilities. I've been in the chair 16 years, and uh, yeah, I'm willing to go up here and debate with Stephen A's, the Max Kellermans, the Keyshawns, but I agree with Keyshawn. Yeah, man, um, you move up, go get your guy, go get Anthony Richardson. You got a second round point, you got DJ Moore, and you sit back and watch the chips fall, man. They may. Very magnanimous of Elvis to. Offer to come and debate us, Key. Very magnanimous, don't you think? I, I don't debate. I just have nice conversations, and whatever you turn it into, it is what it is, Max. No debating over here, though. Chris in North Carolina, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hey, hey guys. Uh, what's up? Appreciate the call. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I live in North Carolina. A lot of my friends around me are Panthers 
fans. I'm a big fan of UT, Sean. I'm a little upset that Jerry Jones is still rocking in his rocker and letting Ramsey go for a third, but it is what it is. Uh, the Carolina pick, I think it really remains to be unseen. I'm confused by t- you trade away CMC, you trade away DJ Moore. Even if you go up and get TJ Stroud or Bryce Young, who's he going to throw it to? So uh, I think the Bears fleeced them, but I also think that it remains to be seen. If Carolina goes out in free agency and picks up a couple solid players, then maybe they come out. But if they just pick CJ Stroud or, or Bryce Young and don't add to that receiving core, that pick next year is going to be awful hot. So uh, my, my first thought is they got fleeced. My second thought is it remains to be seen. Uh, as, as to what's to come, because if they don't add anything to that roster, uh, C.J. Stroud ain't going to be a pro bowler, and neither were Bryce Young because there's no one to throw the ball to, and they got rid of the best the best running back, too. So, so we'll see, uh, but but I'm still focused on, on Dallas. They need to go out and pick up Wagner or trade for Hopkins. Right, listen, Key, that, you know, this idea that you trade away some skills positions, so who's he going to be throwing to, the first thing you need to get is your quarterback, right? Then you got to build a line to protect them. You need a pass rusher on defense. You, like the skills position players, you can always pick up. I don't agree with that analysis, you know? No, you can't always pick up skill position players, but no. No, not good ones. Not ones that, not ones that uh, take you to the next level. Well, apparently- you, can get, you can get a body. You can go get you a Jacoby Myers. It, but Jacoby Myers in New England is just – I mean, he's just a body. Man. Last year, A.J. Brown switched teams. This year, DeAndre Hopkins is apparently not, but that ava- was, available. But, but, but that year. cost – guess what that did? That cost the general manager's damn job. Who? The general manager got fired after they played the Eagles. Oh. You don't oh, just oh, give those guys gave, away. But, but, but and yet, and yet that still happens. Like DeAndre Hopkins, good chance he switches teams. He, guess what? But he you got, say but, guess but, what? That, guess that what? might happen, that but they switched teams. That guy got fired too when you get rid of DeAndre but Hopkins. are available. Right, no, that, that, you're not available. Eastern. That was stupidity. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.